chaos is everywhere. What up? I was just about to send you another invite because it took you a while. I know I didn't text you or anything. I was just like, hey, yeah, sure. you didn't text me. I wasn't. I was. I was looking for a text message. I didn't see the little notification on the top of my phone. Yeah, that's my fault. I was looking when you text me. I just started pulling up my stuff. Yeah, you're damn right. It was all your fault. Uh, so I'm getting ready for our episode of Nitro. I mean, kind of a bittersweet moment for us here. This is our like last Nitro for a while, at least for the show. Yeah. So, I mean, we can share our feelings later, but it's kind of the end of a two-month period. Oh, God. Um, all right. So, yeah. I, um, I have an idea. Why don't you grow a pair and stop crying? Okay. I'll let's start by introducing the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Chaos Everywhere. I'm your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. And with me, as always, is Artie Vice. Yeah, yeah, and... get it. <laughs> I like... I, something that I've really been trying to do is I know you're going to do that. And like every week I say to myself, I'm not going to continue my sentence. I'm going to give a minute to make whatever weird noise it's going to make. And every <laughs> week I, I keep talking. I don't know why I do that. Uh, not <laughs> it's not like I don't know what you're going to do. I, I, I do it every show. It's like, it's, it's my thing. Yeah, like thousands of people text me or, you know, send me messages every week. Stop stepping on his wonderful, Musings at the beginning of the show, it's what we listen for. Yeah, man, it's my fucking moment. <laughs> anyway, um, so tonight, <laughs> as I mentioned, we're going to, um, well, we're not finished because next week is the big show, but <laughs> we're doing the go home episode of WCW Monday Nitro from October 23rd, 1995. So this will be our last Nitro for a while. Um, we can talk more about it, you know, whenever, but I think I just want to run this by you after we're done with Halloween Havoc. What would you think about doing a chaos roulette just just cause? Yeah, sure. Yeah, just like get us back in the swing of doing other random stuff and then we'll figure it out from there. But I think a chaos roulette's a nice way to go after we get through with this arc here. All right, but um yeah, I'm at zero um for that. Are you good to go? I am good to go. All right, we're gonna hit play in oh, three. Shit. Two. Stop. No, I'm not I'm not ready. What the, get rid of it. Now I'm ready. I just had to double check to make sure my TV was actually muted. <laughs> All, right, All right, so three, two, one, play. Okay. There we go. There's the street blowing up that we've all come to know and love. And the red, white, and blue. I'm sorry. Actually, no. He's got the red, white, and blue running through his veins. He's American-made. God damn it. Your thing screwed up, didn't it? My thing paused again. Yeah. All right. You want to just catch up to 22 seconds and we'll do a new play? Yeah, that's fine. Give me a few seconds. All righty. Well, he does All that. Right. I'm just going to talk bad about him. And right at the nitro explosion, right? Yep. 22, 22 seconds. seconds. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So everybody wants to be sunk up. 22 seconds. Hit play in three, two, one, play. Buddha. There we go. I need to come up with different cheeses. Why would you need, you know what, you do need to come up with different cheeses. I don't know why I even bother. Well, I just say people. cheddar and gouda every single time. Like, I gotta, I gotta do something different. There's a lot of cheeses out there. There's plenty. I just, I don't say them. <laughs> Actually, well, our sponsor. is a professional, really. Our sponsor for today may give you different ideas for uh, cheeses. I have a new sponsor for today. It's going to be delightful. Great. <laughs> You're just upset because because of the contract I made you sign. You don't get to see any of the sweet, sweet ad, ad money. It all goes yeah. to my pocket. Pretty much. Didn't you learn anything from Adam Page? You got to read what you're signing. This deal <laughs> took place far before that episode. <laughs> you know that. That's a good point. I I want As we're watching Macho Man Randy Savage walking the ring, I did want to point out, like, I'm not mad at that stipulation, but it feels very carny. 
to have a money yeah it does <laughs> yeah it really do- oh man i i love AEW so much so it hurts me whenever i don't like something they do but right. yeah i i was not a fan of that stipulation that felt so cheesy and just yeah. like it's just it's good old like it would fit perfectly in WCW from a few years before this. Like that's exactly yeah. the type of thing that you would expect to see. Exactly. Which means I don't hate it, but it does feel very out of place for twenty twenty one. Yeah. Although oddly it actually makes a lot of sense for Adam Page's character now that I think about it, because I mean cowboy shit, you know, all that stuff. Damn, what does cowboy shit have to do about a money match? Just being like, you know, like I said, Carney Southern Wrestling, it seems like it would fit with the Cowboy, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was saying. So we're watching Randy Savage fight um, random Japanese person. Kurosawa. Who, as I've learned recently, because I've been watching some New Japan, since he's wearing plain black trunks, he is a young lion. That's so- not what that means in WCW. I thought that's what that meant everywhere. If he was a young lion, he wouldn't be in WCW. Did you? Oh, by the way, did you see or catch the thing right after I um, texted you? Hey, do I have to watch um, New Japan Strong to keep up with the storylines? And you were like, "No." They announced that that's where Moxley is going to fight Kenta for the title. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, "Well, you might want to watch that one." I was thinking <laughs> yeah. myself. I guess I'm going to watch that it. episode. I figured you'd get it. Normally, yeah. it's not that important. No, it definitely didn't like. It didn't look bad, but it definitely didn't look like. Oh, I don't need to watch this to understand what's actually happening. None of this really matters. Right. But all right. So back to actual wrestling of 1995, where uh, God, I love Macho Man selling for a guy we've oh. never seen before. <laughs> and you're probably wondering to yourself, why the hell is Colonel Parker managing a random Japanese guy? Because reasons, that's why. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, I don't. Do you remember if this match, like, because I, I honestly don't remember a lot of their wrap up at the end of each episode. Do you remember if this match was like um, advertised last week? I don't remember. I feel mm-hmm. like it was though. I just don't remember. They're usually pretty good about it in this era to like say, okay, this is what we're doing next week. Yeah. It's actually, this is, well, like I said, this match doesn't have much to do with, like, the overall story, I don't think. It, because I'm watching along with later WCW at the same time, it's amazing to see the difference in arena size of 95 compared to what 98 is going to be. It's just, like, yeah, like, it seems like triple the size. It's just ridiculous. Oh, Kurosawa really taking it to Randy Savage. Yep. Who, for some reason, has forgotten that he is, you know, one of the few names in WCW people care about, so he doesn't really have to sell for Kurosawa. But, but he is, and that's the difference between him and Hogan. Pretty much. So, since you know more about New Japan, you're going to go ahead and tell me the history of Kurosawa and how he's, like, the greatest New Japan wrestler of the 90s? No. <laughs> uh... There's a couple of guys that like you see later on that actually do have that kind of pedigree, but there are just some random Japanese guys that you know I don't think made it in Japan, so they got WCW to put them on TV. No, I mean I'm fairly confident, like just based on how it usually works, especially in New Japan, like mm-hmm. he probably has some sort of name, or else they I, probably wouldn't send him over. Yeah. No, they usually, like, yeah, from what I can tell, it's usually people that have some sort of, but it's not, it's kind of a one-way street in the 90s. They don't, they don't have the Nakamura's or big stars that right. I think would have, like, drawn an American audience. Except for maybe Great Muda, but that's because he had a run in the early, um, late 80s, early 90s, so WCW fans would already know who he was. Yeah. But... Actually, Great Muda barely makes a blip until, well, well into 98, and I still have not seen him. Like, he shows up for, like, a minute in the WCW storyline to establish that there's a Japanese branch of the of NWO, 
and then doesn't show back up up until 98. So, come on, Savage. Time for that comeback. Be that evil Japanese man. What's funny at the time, if you put this match in Japan, the exact opposite would be happening. It'd be the sneaky white, you know, horrible savage attacking the, you know, wonderful Japanese patriot of Kurosawa. Yep. And no, I'm not being racist. That's literally just how Japanese wrestling breaks down a lot of the time, especially in the 90s and before. Yeah, especially in the 90s. Yeah, from what I've seen, it doesn't do it as much anymore, but from what I've gathered, that was a big deal for a long time in Japan. Ooh. Oh, God, no. That wasn't his bare leg. He has kick pads on. You know what? No one needs your your criticism there, Siskel and Ebert. I'm just saying. That was some of the most masterful selling of an injury I've ever seen in my life. That was actually pretty cool by Savage. I'll give him credit for that. That was really cool. A very unique way to run somebody into the top rope on the throat. Yeah. Whoa. Savage has literally had one move of offense and is about to win because he hit the elbow. Yep. Which, by the way, three. Which, by the way, if Savage hits anybody with the elbow, of course he should win. But I feel like I want more than one move of offense to get there. Yeah. Colonel <laughs> Parker out there hooting and hollering. Hooting and hollering? What? I can't believe it. This random Japanese man that I found at the car lot could not be Randy Savage. God dang cute hooting, By the way, for those of you that don't know, we're doing dead on Colonel Parker impressions, like dead on. Yeah. You're lucky to have us. Pretty much. And just to illustrate the fact that he had no more offense, we literally got to see the elbow from three different angles. Right? Like come on. <laughs> Oh, uh, there's Eric Bischoff. Oh Look my god, little, Mongo. Look at that little shit dog. Mongo and the dog are matching this week. That's uh, that's just adorable is what that is. I've got bigger pieces of corn in my crop. Uh, they must be somewhere in Texas because that's the only place that makes sense. You completely did not get that movie reference, did you? No, I did not. Oh, this is some Austin Powers shit, sir. Wow, it's been a long time since I've seen Austin Powers, because that did not register at all. You should refresh yourself, because that's a great movie series. Refresh yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. Oh my god! They're shutting down already? What? (laughs) It's the other... Oh. Oh. So we don't get a lot of him because, like, the Dungeon of Doom is already dying. But, yeah, yeah this is supposed to be uh, Kevin Sullivan's boss. Like, Kevin Sullivan's supposed to be only the second in command of the Dungeon of Doom. And this is the guy that's supposed to be, like, the overall, like, guru leader. Right. But I think this is his only appearance on Nitro because, like I said, the whole storyline just sort of starts to fall apart after this. That's not true. We do get... The, the actual end of the Dungeon of Doom, the real, like, last hurrah is that horrible cage match. Yeah. Which, at some point, we're going to come back to WCW just so that we can do that cage match, because I'm pretty sure it's, like, either a month or maybe even just one. Like, it might be the next month is that cage match. So we might do this again, but it'll be a little while before we get to it. Oh, my God. I mean, mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, man, if this was the 80s, this shit would get eaten right the fuck up. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely not sillier than anything you would see in the 80s in WWE. Maybe the writing's a little less good, but at the same time, not not enough that I don't think it would have worked. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> 
Um, just so you know, that thing that looks like a giant tarp is supposed to be a block of ice. Supposed to be. <laughs> Much like the gobbledygooker, I'm sure this is going to be just a wonderful experience that no <laughs> one can remember as a joke. Yep. Exactly. Oh my god, this Sunday in Detroit. Yeah, the like I said, that guy's supposed to be leader, but I don't know what his name is, and that's really sad, but I don't know what that guy's name is supposed to be. That is pretty sad, actually, yeah. And uh, Kevin Sullivan here with the Giant now talking about how they're going to destroy Hulkamania once and for all. Yep. As if Hulkamania time has died. not already done that. Hulkamania dies at Halloween Havoc, don't you know that? Dies, I say, dies. As if time has not already killed Hulkamania for them, and it is now <laughs> just on life support. <laughs> oh, man. Please don't grab me and Gene like that. He is my favorite person in the world. Uh, one yeah, of you're going to break his hand, you dick. <laughs> You've literally been there for a cup of coffee. I mean that literally. Like, you haven't had a match, so you've just been drinking their coffee. Like, yeah. That's all you've done so far, Mr. Paul White. Uh, the one good grace about watching the show with us is that you don't actually have to listen to the Captain Insano uh, <laughs> promos every week. Oh, man. Oh. Just as a complete joke, I would love if once he just said Captain Insano shows no mercy. <laughs> oh, give it like give it like I don't know a couple more months. You might be on cameo, and you can just spend maybe a hundred bucks and get him to do that for you. Maybe. I looked that up the other day. I don't have that kind of disposable income, but it, for a reasonable amount, like ninety nine dollars, you can get a cameo from Mick Foley. And he'll do either Mick Foley, um, Mankind, or do Love. And yes, I've thought about it. I just don't have $99 right now. All right, so there we go. The Yeti is coming. Ye Yeti. Oh, my God. And if you don't know, like, if you're coming into this blind, I, I can't ruin what the Yeti is, but it's going to make the whole arc worth it when we get to the Yeti. Hell yeah. Oh. I'll have delightful stories to tell you about the Yeti and what it was supposed to be and what happened and why and all that other stuff. I mean, isn't it obvious it's supposed to be the Yeti? I'm so, Well, you just ruined it. Thanks. Thanks for taking everybody. Like, they're going to go on a journey. Need a little segment. I mean, they said it. They said it, like, right there. I don't understand. <laughs> oh. Am I the only one that thinks that Slim Jim should still be running Randy Savage commercials? Like, has Slim Jim been culturally relevant since Randy Savage stopped being their spokesman, either by death or by not doing it anymore? Here comes evil Hulk Hogan with So, okay. <laughs> this is something interesting that I didn't realize re-watching WCW because like, I didn't watch a lot of the NWO stuff live. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, they used Voodoo Child in WCW before he went to WWE, but Vince will not pay for the rights. So whenever Hogan comes out, the announcers will go like, well, that's Hulk Hogan's music, but it's just the generic NWO music. So they're like, what the hell are you talking about? So <laughs> that's why. Wow. In the original, it was like they were using Voodoo Child, which is a much cooler song uh, for like a one-off, I think. So while Hogan tells us about how he's never going to trade WCW and how Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are clearly not going to be here in two years. Um, I'll talk about our new sponsor, who are 
a restaurant in Memphis, Tennessee on Beeble Street called Barbecue's. This is a delicious restaurant. And after they barbecue all the finest meats and bar pork products that you can think of, they take the bones and they put cheese on them and melt the cheese for you. Oh, it's just the most delicious barbecue you ever heard about. So make your reservations today. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> they paid their money. Yes. Oh, anyway. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I was hoping that my ad to, for barber cheese would go longer, but I forgot that Hogan needs to take up, the, like, at least 15 of the 45 minutes we have for Nitro. Do you see how he, like, pointed to the middle of his head right there? Yep. I don't want to. I don't want to like rat anyone out, but he's clearly stealing from Matt Seidel. Oh my God, he is. <laughs> like, listen, man. I'm just saying. Well, Hogan just showed us that he's going to be better because of all that neck training that we saw a few weeks ago, where he put the belt on the back of his neck. He took Did off he the neck. His neck training. That was his neck training. And now he's all better and ready to go. Still doesn't have the mustache though. I honestly don't know what movie he was like because this is the era when he was just doing movies or TV shows. Right. I wonder what it was, which role it was that he took the mustache off for. It's probably uh, my uh, yeah. Mike. Go ahead. I'm thinking like maybe that um uh what was it called like the fun the like Thunder. beach under whatever the fuck. Yeah, Thunder in Paradise is probably the best bet, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my guess. Because the other role that I can think of where he took his mustache off was for um, the Three Ninjas movie, the third one. But Did he take it off for that? I think so. I think I that was around this time, too. I honestly, listen, I love the Three Ninjas movies, and I was a huge Hogan fan, and even I thought that movie was horrible and only watched it about once. Well, that's so, because that's because yeah, that was horrible. There's only <laughs> there's only like two good Three Ninjas movies. It's the first one, and then Three Ninjas Kick Back. All right. What about see? So you even like the second one where they go to Japan and get the dagger? And, that is the I second mean, one. Okay, I know that, it's called Kick Back. Yeah, that, that's what I just said. The first one and th and Three Ninjas Kick Back. Oh, see, I didn't know the second one had that title. I didn't know it was called Kick Back. Yeah. Well, that's like my favorite Three Ninjas movie by far. So I know. It's because about that time that the Asian girl in there was about your age. So you were like, oh. I mean, <laughs> listen, like, yeah, maybe. Something, she, like, something awakened in me that day, sir. I was about to say that. Little Artie Vice sitting there. I don't know. I don't know much about what I like, but I know it's what I like, and yep. I like this. I know. I, I, apparently, I'm really, really into Asian women. I don't know where they are, though. <laughs> I live in a very small town, pretty much dominated by white people. I don't know where these women are and where to find them. And because the American um, school system being what it is, I cannot locate any of their countries on a map. Pretty much. <laughs> That's a lie. I'm pretty good at geography. I'm pretty sure this is going to suck because we're just about to watch a tag team match where one side is Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. So. This is uh, going to be horrible. I, I, oh, the other side's just uh, Mr. JL and Eddie Guerrero. Like, so, guys, we can go ahead and just fast forward here. This is Oh, Jesus Christ. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things. Yeah, Jerry, is dude, JL does not fit in that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is the Wonder King. So. Listen, I don't want to be that guy, but I feel like that woman that was in the crowd right there looked like she was about 16. And I'm 99% <laughs> sure that kid was hers. <laughs> good, good for her bringing the kid out for a you know day. Uh, at the wrestling shows. Right. I don't know why you would ever do that if you're holding a small child, but whatever. That's your problem. Benoit getting into it. 
I don't. Who wants to see that? Can we please get Hogan back out here? I need to hear more about Seriously. what's going to happen in Detroit. Well, you know what? We what we've learned in this last like month of watching Nitros or whatever it's been that it, they'll probably cut away to Hogan at some point. So we'll just have to wait for that. That's fair. I yeah, I don't like this is gonna be one of those matches where we're just gonna want to watch it because it's probably going to be better than most everything that you're gonna see in this era. I don't no, know. I'm gonna say everything. Oh, so while we're watching them um you know warm up, go to you know, chain wrestle basically. Um, I wanted to tell you, Mr. Vice, that uh, I had a discussion with uh, the Madman, and we've worked out a like we've worked out a basic idea of like when he wants to record. Yeah. So we're going to record our episodes for him, and we're going to try to do the third Wednesday every month. I think we're going to do one this Wednesday as well, but the third Wednesday every month is what we're going to try for. So I know you won't have that open all the time, but if you ever do, that might. That'll be when you want to do it. If we can try and do like a three person, we'll either try to do it that or on the weekend, obviously. All right. So oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. JL was just used as a lawn dart. Yes, sir, he was. And again, this has no like, they're not, they might be building sort of a storyline, but not really yet. This, the most storyline this has is that um, I think Dean Malenko hurt. Uh, wasn't Dean that hurt, um, what's his name? Wonderkin's Alex Wright. Is <laughs> I it? I don't remember. I, I think that's what it was. Ooh. I think it was Dean Malenko that did it. Because last week was Chris Benoit's first match, so I think it was right. Dean Malenko that must have done it. Okay. So who do you think ooh, nice spinning backbreaker by Eddie? Yeah. Who do you think will win the fight? El Generico or Mr. JL? El Jelico. So you just you took a fantasy match and you just booked a fantasy tag. Yep. Got it. Pretty much. Sorry, I'm just trying to differentiate myself from Vince McMahon, and the best way I know to do that is to enjoy tag teams. Oh, okay. Oh, thank God we did cut away. So. Oh, thank goodness. Whew. We we almost had some quality wrestling there, but we had luckily we got to cut away to, for some reason, Scott Norton, yeah. who I don't think has even been on Nitro yet, fighting the Shark. <laughs> for some reason. Scott Norton, by the way, one of the guys that actually has a pedigree in New Japan and is actually pretty respected as far as I can tell. Yep. Also, I, actually, I'm going to say that for John Tenta, too, because I think Tenta had a sumo background. I'm pretty sure he did some stuff in New Japan, and I liked him a lot, too. Most likely. All right. Well, at least we didn't like go through half the match with that. It was just a slight brawl in the back. I'm going to give that like a, um, a C instead of like a B on the Hogan scale of taking up time. That's fair. Here's the problem for us, though. When they do put on quality matches, it's harder for us to make fun of it, so we just sit here and watch the match. Yeah. Well, luckily, it doesn't happen very often. So. Yeah, it's not really a problem we run into a lot. I'm just saying when it does. God, such like disrespect for their mid-carders. Let's schedule our mid-card in the, in the place where we're going to have to put a commercial, but also we're going to split away for a fight that's really not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Come on, Mr. JL. Let's do it. Y'all ready for this? Oh, Chris. 
Oh, Christmas. Chris, uh, Benoit this week is wearing his booster gold trunks. That's exactly um, what they fucking look like. Eddie, no! El Eddie Cheesemo. I'm, like, I don't know if it's because Mr. JL, like, doesn't Jerry Lynn isn't like as big of a part of these three, but something feels off about the chemistry in this match. Like it's a good match, especially yeah. for '95, but compared to last week where Eddie and Benoit just like burnt the place down, there seems to be something off. I don't know what it is. I think I, I love Jerry Lynn, but I think a part of it is probably that. Yeah, Jerry Lynn definitely has the wrestling chops where I completely believe he could hang with these guys. But the other three, I think, have a lot more chemistry. Yeah, I think that's more where it comes from. Again, still the best match on this card, which is not a high bar to get over, but they did. Yeah. So. Maybe it's just Alex Wright on the outside just sucking out all the charisma. And no, like keeping that's, it for himself. That's, I can promise you that's not the, the issue. <laughs> I am 100% sure... That Wounder Kid is not the issue. I mean, he is an uncrowned world champion and remains to this day an uncrowned world champion. He is. Ooh! Yeah. God. Nice. Oh, like how Dean top just shook the rope after. That is a, yeah, that is a nice little touch. I mean,. I will say, and again, I'm, I'm only saying this because I want to make sure I make it clear. I'm not dumping on Jerry Lynn at all. Out of the WCW roster at this moment, because Rey Mysterio is not a part of it yet, that's who I would put in with these other three for a tag match. Oh, oh. Yeah, that was a nasty oh. superplex. Chris, what were you thinking, man? I mean, you weren't, but... I, I mean, why? He just he decided to do a backflip off his neck. Right? <laughs> That's not going to come back to haunt him. <laughs> oh, nope. Nothing wrong with that. No. Let, let, let's just leave it there. Um, nice backside by Mr. JL. I wonder if Mr. JL was like his idea or if um, like it was the WCW idea, just because it's it's never that would never get over. Like, when was that going to get over? Oh, that had to be WCW. There's no way he thought that was a good idea. My only like, I would love to know the actual answer. My only thought is like, maybe at this point, Eric knew he wanted cruiserweights. He knew he wanted to do luchadors, but he couldn't get them fast enough. Yeah. So he just stuck Jerry Lynn in a mask. That's more what I'm thinking happened. Let's put it this way. If it was Jerry Lynn's idea, AEW should fire him immediately. <laughs> Just in case. Oh, that was a nasty dropkick to Benoit yeah. on the outside there. Oh. Jesus, Eddie. Come on. It's 95 for God's sakes. Uh, you like if you have a set, like if you have your computer set up, you should really look up what we'd be watching if we were watching Raw right now, just because I'm curious. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, one second. It's mostly for this match that I care, really, because I just want right. to know. Yeah, no, I get you. Oh, that Wonderkin, he got him. Alex Wright tripping up Dean Malenko so Mr. JL could get the one, two, three. Oh, when was this again? This was October. October 23rd, 1995. Yep. 1995. This was what, the second match? Um, it would have been like, yeah, second or. Yeah, because they did a bunch of talking, so it was like... What the hell? I honestly don't know what this match is. 
What is this? Oh, I think this was a Battle Royal. Okay, yeah, you would have been watching a Battle Royal for the number one contender spot for the Intercontinental title. That's what would have been on. Hello? Hello? I think I, I'm sorry. My thing, my app was off, but I kind of was still recording. Are. Did you yeah. hear? Yeah, it was still recording. Yeah, I could hear you. I'm hoping the recording still got me. I was saying I would still watch this that match over the Battle Royal, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that actually right at the end there that makes me sad because that doesn't really ever get to go anywhere because Eddie versus Brian Pillman, that's a match I want to see. Damn, Skippy. I mean, we might get to see a little bit of it, but doesn't get to turn in anything because of Brian Pillman leaving so relatively quickly here in 95. All right, here we go. Our main event, the block of ice. Whoa! I mean, would you rather watch this or Avatar facing Brian Walsh? I don't know. It depends on who's coming out. <laughs> I'm going to, because it's Harlem Heat, I'm going to give it to this. All right. That's smart. Now, this era, Harlem Heat doesn't exactly have a lot of tag teams that are, like, really good rivals for them. So. That's fair, yeah. But WCW is pretty bad about tag teams in any era, so it's not like they really... Yeah, like there's so much good tag team talent at WCW. At one point, you have Harlem Heat, you have the Steiners, you have you do have the Nasty Boys who are pretty good when you hit them in the right kind of match. You know, it's just never was a priority. Why are you painted that way? They look like college students. Oh, no, they're definitely drunk college kids, but what was the message with the painting? Was it, do they paint WCW? Is that what it was supposed to be? Or? Yeah, it was TNT WCW. Okay. It literally just looked sh- like shapes to me. It did, I didn't even register oh. that it was leathers. I'm, I'm pretty sure I already commented how they were drunk college kids, so I feel like that, that explains everything. You're right. I should stop talking about this. Oh, okay, yeah. Interesting. Yep, I'm definitely giving it to this because Sting, Luger, uh, Harlem Heat's a pretty good match. I would definitely rather watch Avatar and Brian Walsh. I That's totally fair. know who those people are. Oh, it's Al Snow. Yeah, there you go. That's fair. Let's let's just change the channel right now. Like right in the middle of the show, we'll stop watching Nitro and we'll turn on that match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you can uh, see Sting. Brian Walsh is. No, he's still doing blonde pretty good. Sting um, gives up his blonde look pretty quickly, not because of any character change, but literally just because he gets sick of dyeing his hair blonde. I don't blame him. Yeah. Like, he, way before the crow stain, he changes his hair color to his natural color just because he hates doing the blonde dye job. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a, a good thing. Like, Hogan's not going to be happy. There's a lot of guys out there wearing the red and yellow that are not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> That's got to be against the rules, right? I mean... It, it's up there. One of the legit things that I've heard that, like... Um, I don't know if this is true. This is, like, backroom stuff, backstage stuff that I've heard through dirt sheets. But that you could do a lot of stuff in promos, but if you ever made fun of Hogan being bald... That was like a big no-no. Notice the facial hair stings rocking right now. Because because going evil. I feel like this is just a sign that they were secretly going to start a, a faction like the real NWO was supposed to be uh, Harlem Heat, Sting, and Hogan. Clearly. I mean, Harlem Heat and Sting forming a faction, that never happens, but I wouldn't hate it. 
I mean, Mostly. I was joking because they're wearing they're all wearing red and yellow, which is like Hogan colors. Oh, I know what you were getting at. I was just saying that that actually sounds like a good idea if you take Hogan out of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Sting is really a leader. Well, I told you that if um, Hogan had done it, we would have found out if he could be. Yeah, I know. But you're right. He never. That is actually true. I never thought about it. He's never led a faction like ever. Yeah. He's been in a lot of them, even in TNA, but never was the main guy. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, because even when it was like main event mafia, like that was Angle being the leader of that, really. Right. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, and he, when he was with the Wolf Pack, he was, like, he was an important member, but it was Kevin Nash. And right. Four Horsemen, obviously. And yeah. Huh. Also, I would like to just give a quick little shout out because, boy, was I a main event mafia fan. <laughs> uh,. I mean, it had, like, it literally just, like, let's take every piece of talent that we have that's got any cachet, and it's better work. Yep. Although I I was an even bigger fan of Fortune. Right. Yeah. I think that had potential, but... It had amazing potential, but they didn't do it right. (laughs) TNA, in general, at that point, was a uh, trash fire, so... Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, think about it. Like, realistically, think about it. AJ Styles. Right. Daniels Kazarian. Right. Nigel McGuinness. Right. Flair managing them. Yeah. No, the hit, like, that was, like, yeah. <laughs> realistically, if they had really, like, gone all in on that action, that the, could have been amazing. I think one of the biggest problems with that was making AJ Styles a Ric Flair clone because you can't can't un-Ric Flair Ric Flair. Like, you can't be the nature boy. Right. No, he shouldn't have been. Like, they should have let him do his own. Like, like they should have let him still be AJ Styles. Although, I guess at that point, I mean, Styles was obviously, like, a big deal in the company, but he wasn't like, he wasn't like he is now or like he was when he joined Bullet Club, you know? Right. But he could have got, I think he was at that point where he could have got there with the right creative, maybe. Yeah. But, like, when you think about it, like, AJ Styles as the leader of Bullet Club. Well, not, not that you would know. But, um, <laughs> but like, like, holy shit. Uh, like, uh, Bullet Club leader AJ Styles was probably the greatest iteration of AJ Styles. Good to know. I'll have to check that out at some point while I'm watching New Japan stuff. He was so fucking good. I mean, you should have seen him in ROH because he like you were watching ROH around the time. Around the, oh no, I guess not. I guess he was still TNA when you were watching ROH. Yeah, no, he never. I never got to see him in ROH. I was gonna say because there's matches where like there was some stuff where like he and the Young Bucks, like there was a great match where he and the Young Bucks were facing the Kingdom. Um, so it was like Adam Cole, Matt Taven, and um, um. Uh, Canellis' husband. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's... I'm just, I'm fascinated by what we're watching. Oh, that's so <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> the weird. <clears throat> so we're still, for anybody that's been tracking this with us, we're still on the storyline as far as Harlem Heat goes that um, the managers are falling in love. And now we're watching Sherry look at Polaroids of her with um, Colonel Parker. In case you didn't know what those Polaroids were, that's what they were. Yeah. But yeah, well, no, I, there's like, there's a, because, um, well, as long as we're talking about factions, while I was watching ROH, a faction that I love that I really feel like doesn't get enough um, mention is uh, Scum. Man, I, I really did not like that. that Oh, never in a million years would I have guessed that that was the faction you were going to bring up. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It was a good, like you. Holy shit. Kevin uh, seen that faction and you, and you came instantly. <laughs> wow. Not see that coming. Not at all. Uh, hey, I like Steve Carino. It was, <laughs> it was a good faction. I liked the faction. God, such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
I'm sorry, but as soon as you said that, I knew instantly who you were going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, how like does it ever get mentioned? Like, I never see it on dirt sheets. No one ever talks about it. But it was really yeah. cool when it was happening in ROH. It was all right. Maybe I just remember that time period really well because at that point Kevin Steen was the world champion there. Yeah. Austin Aries was the TNA champion, and CM Punk was the WWE champion. Right. I think that's more what it was. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, ROH Kevin Steen, fucking amazing. But, like, the faction as a whole, though, like, I could care less about. Is that <laughs> mostly because I'm not really much of a Carino fan? Right. But, like, yeah. I get you, though. Like, some of, like, Steen, some of Steen's matches when he was a champion were just yeah. fucking amazing. Like, him taking on, like, Davey Richards. That I remember, like, I think I was. We visited you at Albany when that paper, when that happened, and I think we watched it together. I, th- I think it was like Steen. Yeah, it was like Steen and Richards. I think they're right. wrestling like in Canada or something. Yeah, it was either Steen or Richards or Steen and Michael Elgin. But either way, it was an awesome match. Yeah, <clears throat> I just remember Steen and I remember Steen and Richards being like like an amazing match. Oh, uh, two singles wrestlers beat a well-defined tag team. Come in, on, in nineties wrestling. Since when? <laughs> okay, and the giant decided to because he didn't get enough attention earlier. Come yeah, on, choke much. slam, Stain and Luger. Pretty much, man. It's really awkward how he holds them for a minute. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about this later, but this makes absolutely no sense knowing what's going to happen at the pay-per-view. But when we get to it, we'll talk about why this is just so stupid. Okay. I just, I don't want to give it away because there's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. But I'm very confused right now just knowing what's happening. Let's just say that. Okay, okay, Randy, you've got your five seconds in the spotlight. Time for Hogan to take over. Now. Oh, that's one of the more um, upsetting things that's going to happen in 95. Um, when we have a World War Three uh, battle royal, which is actually kind of cool to watch, it's going to be for the world title. And I'm going to spoil right now that Randy Savage is going to win, but five seconds after he wins the world title, Hogan's in the ring just taking up all that spotlight, complaining yep. that he should have won. Like, yep. it's so fucking horrible. Gotta love it. If you're a Randy Savage fan, 95 WCW is not the place for you because you're going to be frustrated every time. Oh, my God. He's hulking. Wait, what's it called again? my God, there's Ming, there's the shark, there's Zodiac, and the rest. Actually, no, those are the only three that showed up. That was everyone. <clears throat> there's still officially like by like three or four other members, I think, but they just don't show up. Oh. Like, I think, no, Kamala might be gone. There, I feel like there was another member. No, they've mentioned him. I mean, that doesn't mean he's not gone. Yeah, because like he, there's he just like leaves at one point. Like his end of WCW is him just saying, "I won't be there anymore," and he just left. Stra- flashing strobe lights in case you don't, you want to have a seizure. Whoa! And we end on the block of ice. Boy, was that amazing! Oh my god! Ah! It's the Yeti. Hey. <laughs> Oh. Oh, it's so- I'm gonna, I'll save it for the pay-per-view why that just happened, but if you're wondering after we've been talking about this block of ice what the Yeti looks like, he looks like a guy wrapped up in toilet paper like a mummy. It's the mummy! <laughs> There's a very specific reason for that, but we'll get that into that in the pay-per-view. Um, it's so yeah. the mummy! But that um, ends our last episode of Nitro for a while. Sad to see it go, but I think it's time to move on after the pay-per-view. 
Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to add before I do the you know end of the show stuff? Ugh, just <laughs> oh god. Ugh. So what? So what I'm hearing is that you want to thank me for bringing mid '90s WCW into your life. Like it's just <laughs> so bad. Uh, yeah, no, I I'm gonna like I. As anyone that's listened to this can tell, I'm a WCW fan. I'm an apologist for WCW and a lot of other things. But the only reason to watch mid-90s WCW besides just make fun of it is if you're like me and you want to just watch it all the way through like you would another TV show and you have to watch the stuff that's bad. Like if if I were just, you know, going to watch the stuff that was good, I would skip over pretty much 95 completely. Right, if you were going to just watch the stuff that's good, you would just skip WCW. Right, right. Well, you know, you're, you're fair. That's fair. That's a fair criticism. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that brings us to the end of our Nitro arc for now. Next week is the Halloween Havoc. We're going to finally get to see just so much Halloween Havoc. And, um, yeah, so I guess I'll just tell everybody that you can uh, follow the show, Cast Everywhere, on Facebook. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, LastGilchrist1. Follow the show at Chaos Pod Show on Twitter. You can also uh, write the show at ChaosPodShow at gmail.com. Special thanks to Eric Bowman for our theme song. And um, I think that's about it. Now check out, let's see, next Monday, for when because we're recording ahead, obviously. Next Monday from this, we're going to actually be getting back into Deep Space Nine. Well, uh, with the first episode of season two, so yeah. look out for that. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for now. Well, like and tell people about us, uh, please do so more people will listen. But other than that, uh, we're good to go. Unless you yeah. have anything else, buddy. Hack it, smack it, and jack it. I, that one will get us thrown off. Like if we ever get legitimate airtime somewhere, that'll get us thrown off the air. So that can't be the thing. Don't worry, it is. Okay. All right, well, have a good night. We'll see you guys soon. Deuces.